Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. talk about tonight i am of course michael borky glad to see you guys late 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 on this saturday night very late on this saturday night but a lot to talk about is anybody good that's the question of the night is anybody good ohio state's good ohio state is kicking wisconsin's you know what right now we know they're good georgia struggled today alabama's playing well but here's the thing alabama's beating up on vanderbilt but alabama should have lost to texas who lost to texas tech today so who knows if they're good I've got the Oklahoma game on right now. They're down seven to Kansas State at home. They're not any good. Who's good in college football? I don't know. What a weird, weird day. But a great weird. I, I'm talking about a good weird. Uh, not not the bad weird. Not like uh, I used this comparison on the radio show on Friday. Not the guy that like you meet at a party that's like friends with your buddy, like their work friends or whatever, and he's like touching you too much, you guys have all met that guy. I met that guy recently. He's just constantly just like putting his hands on your shoulders while he's talking to you and you just met him. Not that weird. That's bad weird. This is a good weird. This is like your friend that's super into Lord of the Rings. Like that. That's I like Lord of the Rings. I like Game of Thrones, but the guy that's like too into it, that knows like intimate details about the books and like gets mad that the show isn't exactly like the books, that's a good weird. That's what college football was today. And I am uh, really glad that you guys are with me and let's talk about it. So again, subscribe if you haven't already. Please subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends. uh, Slowly making that climb to a thousand. Uh, A thousand would be a game changer for me. We're a significant distance away from that, but getting closer to it. So please uh, help me out. Subscribe to the channel. Even if you don't watch videos, (laughs) just get me to a thousand. That will, um, that will give me some uh, ability to make things better. How's that sound? So just get, please help me out. Subscribe to the channel, like the video as well. That would help me a ton. 
and follow on Twitter and Facebook as well if you don't already. And uh, we'll just read your comments. We'll go through. I know you guys are going to want to talk about State and Ole Miss today, so I'll just wait until I get to your comments about it. But there's so much going on right now in college football that I'm sure your minds are like mine. And they're just kind of everywhere, just scatterbrained right now, just all over the place. And that's okay. That's a good place to be. Zach says, as soon as A&M missed the extra point, I all of a sudden felt great about my Arkansas plus two and a half pick. Oh, man. I mean, what a devastating way to lose a football game. I mean, could you imagine that? The top of the upright. It wasn't a doink. What do you call a top of the upright? Well, what is that? A toink? God, man. I'll tell you what, Texas A&M's defense is for real. They're they're very, very good. Uh, I expect next weekend's game, because all week on the radio show, we're not going to spend much time on what happened today because significantly uh, bigger matchups are coming this weekend. But I have a feeling whatever the over-under is for State A&M, take the under. I expect both defenses to have great success in that game coming up. Uh, Great success. Uh, in that game. Not feeling great about Vandy plus 40, though. Well, they've got the ball, right? They've got the ball, and they're they're moving it a little bit. Um, That's a tough beat for you, though, because uh, the big lines are hard. So I don't touch them. Chase says, State is what I thought they were before today. I want to see against some athletes. They can be a nightmare for anyone they play when they execute. Can they do it consistently? Not much there today. I agree. It's just a game where I mean, you can you can nitpick little things if you want to. Uh, you know, there was a couple of times early. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I watched the game closely for a little while, and then, you know, Clemson Wake Forest was on and, and stuff, and my attention started getting diverted into the, the other, especially when State got a commanding lead. Wasn't still quite impressed with the offensive line. I, quite frankly, I think we've got two bad offensive lines right now in the state of Mississippi, if, if we're being totally honest. But um, but you otherwise, you're just going to nitpick. It, it was a game where they won the way they're supposed to, uh, dominated, got out of the way, get ready for a big-time matchup this weekend. Because right now, there's very little that you can uh, take away from it. Very little. Other than I'm sure it was therapeutic for them to to beat up on somebody like that after what happened last week. EGO one says, man, I had a feeling about AM. It's about to get real, really quick for the Hogs. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So Arkansas is going to lose again next weekend. Let me uh, pull up their schedule. Um, their secondary is very bad. And I, I like KJ Jefferson a lot, but I, I still think that. The, the intermediate to long stuff, he's not a great passer. He's fine, but he's not great. Holy crap, you're not kidding. Yeah, I, I guess I should have known this. So they've got Alabama, then they go to Starkville, and then go to BYU. There's a chance that Arkansas loses four in a row. I think they will be the underdog. I mean, they'll be the underdog against Alabama for sure. I think they're going to be the underdog in Starkville as well, depending on what state looks like this weekend. And I've been talking about them losing at BYU for some time now. Um, Yeah, there's a real chance they lose four in a row going into the bye week. A real chance. 
Austin says Gophers are good. Yeah, didn't they beat the crap out of Michigan State today? Michigan State might be having buyer's remorse on that $95 million fully guaranteed Mel Tucker contract, huh? It's almost uh, like you shouldn't give massive contracts to a coach that has a losing record. That's just me, though. Tim says, Ole Miss, Michigan, Georgia, not good today. You can add uh, Kentucky to that list as well. USC is losing in the second quarter to Oregon State. It was an ugly, weird day. Weird day in uh, in college football. But sometimes you just get those. Sometimes you get those. It happens. Baylor had an impressive one today, though. EGO1 says, Kentucky looked bad today, too. Still can't run the ball at all. They're not very good up front on the offensive line at all. Um, Ole Miss has got to get better at getting pressure. I mean, defensively, they were quite vanilla. They didn't really do anything exotic at all uh, on defense, so I assume they're going to bring a little bit more uh, to Will Levis. But there are some things that I saw from Ole Miss today that a lot of it can be attributed to not caring um, they clearly were disinterested, especially when they went up 35-14, they kind of shut things down. Uh, but but I'm concerned about offensive line play. I think offensive line play for Ole Miss has been bad relative to their opponents for four weeks now. They are not protecting well at all, uh, not at all. And, and I don't think that's a, a being vanilla thing, quite frankly. I think they've just got issues there. Now, when they get more creative offensively in these bigger games, maybe it will mask some of that, but they were losing one-on-one matchups today up front. That is a problem, regardless of whether they were disinterested or not, which I'm sure that's that's a factor, and whether or not they were being vanilla. It's four weeks in a row where you've been concerned about protection on the offensive line. I think punt returner, something's got to give there. Uh, made one bad decision on fielding a punt inside of his five when the ball was about to be down to rolling out of bounds and then dropped a couple more. Luckily, he recovered them both. You can't do that next week or else you're going to lose. Uh, so so a couple of things there that that I don't necessarily think can be attributed to just lack of effort or being vanilla in terms of play calling, which they had once they went up 25 or 35-14, they they kind of shut it down, but that doesn't mean that what you saw up front on the offensive line is an illusion. It is not. I think it's very fair to be really concerned about what you saw from them up front. Memphis Rebel says, seven of the last nine seasons, Ole Miss had that look-ahead game. It happened to, to good Ole Miss teams and bad Ole Miss teams. At this point, it's in their DNA up to Kiffin and the next head coach to fix it. It, it happens to everybody, though. I mean, look, Georgia struck – Positive spin, if you want. The truth, you guys hear me say this a lot if you listen to the radio show. The truth always lies somewhere in the middle. If I wanted to you know, find my way to like a debate show on ESPN, I would sit here and tell you that Ole Miss sucked and they're terrible and everything is awful and, and they're overrated and all that crap. Or if I just wanted to be super homer, I, I could do the other thing and tell you everything's totally fine that was just because it was Tulsa and they were looking ahead to Kentucky and it's all good and everything's fine and there's nothing to worry about. And your quarterback took a bunch of hits today and he was constantly under pressure when playing Tulsa, but it's fine. No problem at all. I could do that too. The truth always lies somewhere in the middle. If you look at this game in a vacuum, sure, but 
the the positive spin is that Kentucky really struggled with Northern Illinois today. Really struggled with Northern Illinois. Georgia, Georgia, freaking Georgia struggled with Kent State today. I mean, things like that happen. There are look-ahead games. It's happened before. It it certainly will happen again. Some of today can be attributed to how vanilla they were offensively, and they were. It was clear once they got up 35-14. They were, they were actually vanilla, really, from the jump, but still. Um, it's easy to, with a, a top-10 team coming to your place next week in a sleepy environment, your third boring game in a row, to have the, the look-ahead moment. Certainly fair. But there are things that they did poorly today that I don't think can just be attributed to lack of effort. Uh, they have got to do some things better. And, and I don't know like if the offensive line, I don't know if that's fixable. Center especially. The, the issue is the, the two guys snapped the ball today. Um, one's hurt, and he threw like a, a little ground ball like at Dart's feet. And then a, a lot of the snaps were were slow to get back. They either weren't timed up right, like they weren't aware of the count or something, or they got back really slow. And now this is a timing-based offense. And regardless of what the offense is, if you're taking snaps from the gun and it takes the ball forever to get back there, that means the quarterback's eyes are not downfield. They are focused on catching a ball that's taking forever to get there. That kind of stuff that's not a, well, you know, sleepy environment, look-ahead game. That's something that that's bad that they have done this season absent just this game. Giving up pressure is something that they have done absent just this game. So the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Is everything perfectly fine and totally okay, and all of this can just be passed off? No big deal. Well, it's totally fine. No, no. But also, there are elements of they clearly got up big and then decided to not care anymore. Sleepy environment, big opponent next week. Um, Vanilla scheme, they kind of shut it down. Both of those things can be true at once, and the truth in totality is somewhere in the middle. It's usually how it goes. James Madison is good. They were one of the best FCS teams in America when they made made the jump up, and they were really good again today. Would have been a bad weird. Austin says if Ole Miss lost, yeah, you're uh, you're not kidding about that. Um, Oklahoma might lose. Hell, Southern Cal is in a dogfight right now. Which, by the way, good luck trying to find that one. Because I've got Hulu, and I've been told Hulu has all the live sports. They don't have the Pac-12 network. So I guess I'll be watching that one on the ESPN uh, college football top 25 scoreboard thing here with the game tracker because can't watch it live. Love the Pac-12. Love the Pac-12. Yeah, Chase, I guess I answered your question already, but I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I do. Um, they, They really... They, they haven't shown much of anything in the passing game on kind of on purpose, especially today. They, they have not opened up much there. But I, I think it's a combination of both. I, I did answer your question already. I just want to acknowledge you and appreciate that you're here. Um, 
Jacoby says, with Arkansas losing, this makes me more mad they gave Ole Miss the 11 a.m. game. Yeah. It happens, though. I mean, for LSU and Auburn, just draw ratings, man. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, that, here we go. More truth lying somewhere in the middle. Um, 11 a.m. is not prime time, like like some people have tried to say. It, it's not. It, it's the third best game. Ole Miss Kentucky, the network decided, was the third best game of the day. They decided that. But what they're not going to do is stack, purposefully stack good games on top of each other, games that will draw well in terms of television rating. They want their best games to be spread out. It maximizes their audience for the longest period of time for advertisers. That's why the 11 a.m. slot is getting more and more popular. Clemson played at 11 a.m. today. Georgia played at 11 a.m. last week. Alabama and Texas played at, uh, at 11 a.m. It is not the slight that it used to be. It used to be you just slap the crappy games at 11 because everybody wanted prime time. They want to maximize their number. Now, they are telling you that they think that it is the third game when they make that choice of the day. They think Alabama-Arkansas's game one, regardless of what kind of a football game it's going to be, LSU generally draws great numbers regardless of what kind of a team they have. And going on the road at Auburn is just kind of a thing that that will draw a good number. The casual fan cares about that. Ole Miss and Kentucky, I think, are better teams than both Auburn and LSU. But unfortunately, that's just the nature of the brand. And so 11 a.m. is not like the crappy throwaway game anymore. They do covet that time slot. Again, Clemson played at 11 a.m. today, Central. Uh, Alabama's already done it. Texas has done it. Georgia has done it. It's not a slight like it used to be. But it's also not nothing. It, it They did decide that it was the third game of the day. Game day will probably go to NC State Clemson. That would be a good one. That, that would be. I have a feeling that's where they're going to end up is uh, NC State Clemson. That's fine. SEC Nation will be in Oxford. Could it be the bad or better than we thought? Um, no, I, I think that's kind of the nature of the sport. It is really hard. First down, Kansas State. They might go to Oklahoma and win. Um it might just be it's hard to get up for for 12 straight games and college football is the sport of chaos and sometimes it's just better to survive than, than anything else maybe that's more like um maybe that's more like it Almost will run for 300 against Kentucky. I'm curious to see how Ole Miss defends Kentucky. That's what I'm looking for is, is how they align. Because they showed you some four-man front today. They've got it. And we'll see. Uh, I mean, maybe they feel comfortable doing their base because Kentucky's offensive line has been so bad. Uh, we'll see. It's um, Boy, it's going to be an interesting football game. 300 yards is a lot, though. Jackson Dart was great today running the football. He need, th- th- There's good in 
there's good to be learned in the amount of hits he took today because you would rather your quarterback be uber competitive and have to get him to stop and, you know, slide and run out of bounds. And later in the game, he started sliding. That's a positive. But you don't want your quarterback taking and delivering big hits in the first quarter of a game against Tulsa. You know what I mean? So you love the competitiveness. You, you like that. That's a good thing. You got to get that out of him. But as a coach, I would rather have to go get that out of him as opposed to try to get him to go be that. You know what I mean? So he's got the better of the two options. Wake Forest could have done it for us. I know, man. I was sitting. I I love Dave Clawson. I love Sam Hartman. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for that Wake Forest program anyway. But if you guys know me and where I'm from and and what I think about Clemson and and just the arrogance that has established in some of my old friends growing up, I can't freaking stand it and I was hoping they were going to get humbled today and they should have but they did not DJ was really good today Joseph said uh, Arkansas lost the game on the Jefferson fumble 21-7 turned into 14-13 absolutely that was the play of the game and it was early how often do you get a first half like early play of the game a, a turning point that changed the game that was it right there uh, that was it Ramsey, I have a feeling you're going to be disappointed. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. I have a feeling you're going to be disappointed, though. I think that college game day is going to go somewhere else. Um, possibly NC State. Uh, I, I I would be surprised if they go to three SEC places in a row. I would be surprised. Because you know they're going to Alabama, Texas A&M next weekend, especially now that A&M won. Color up 2000 says, been a brutal evening. Struggle win for the Rebs. Both me and my daughter got the stomach virus. Oh, no. Hard keeping up football between trips to the garbage can, but I'm here doing it. Well, I appreciate you being here. Hope you feel better, my friend. Uh, pro tip, Pedialyte. Pedialyte. It's down the baby aisle. It's it, that. It's like Gatorade on steroids, man. And I, I, if you have a daughter, you know what Pedialyte is, but it's not just for kids. Drink that for, for your stomach virus. Uh, because, again, it's like a Gatorade on steroids. Evan, I'm not going to read your comment when you add an insult to me on there. Come on, man. Come on. We're having fun. It's a Saturday night. Get out of here. here. I thought Vandy would shock the world and score 14. Well, what did that final end up being? I've got to refresh refresh my feed here. Um, that was just if you're a Vanderbilt fan, if you're one of the few hundred that they have, you just hope that you know they play the game and come away from it healthy, because there's no shot they were actually winning that game. But they have chances on the schedule for wins. South Carolina is gross. Missouri is very bad, obviously. And how about Missouri just completely handing the game, handing the game, literally to Auburn, missing what was essentially an extra point for the win, and then in overtime just giving the football to Auburn. Brian Harson surviving at least for a few more weeks on that is absolutely hilarious to me. Auburn deserves to have to deal with him for a few more weeks. They deserve that. They deserve every second of it. E.G. Owens says, Ole Miss looked like they packed it in after 35-14. Devin also says like and subscribe. Yeah, 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 nice recovery. (laughs) 
thoughts on Tennessee moving forward. Um, I still think they are in the they're going to be fun, but not yet a contender stage. I really like Tennessee. I like Josh Heupel. I, I like Hendon Hooker. I think he's an absolute superstar. But I don't know if they're going to be good enough defensively to like compete in the East. There's a chance they finish second, though. I don't think they're beating Georgia, for example. That that just, and I don't think they're beating Alabama either. Uh, but they are definitely into the fun category. That's a fun football team and a, and a fun system, and they they'll get there eventually, I think. Now I don't know if they have the like the NIL capabilities of of Georgia to like really recruit to that level, but. Yeah, they've gone from dumpster fire when he took over with NCAA troubles and all to interesting last year to good and fun this year. Obvious progression. Texas is also still not back. No. <laughs> I'm sorry I get a kick out of that. That's just so funny to me. Remember what the takes were, and I participated in some of it. I don't think I went as far as others did. Uh, but but after they lost to Alabama at home, what everybody was saying after that, then they go to Texas Tech and lose. Ooh. O-line play bad, 300 yards rushing. Yeah, it's Tulsa. It's Tulsa. Offensive line play protection especially was very bad for Ole Miss today compared to expectations. If they play like that next week, they're going to – get absolutely dismantled. Offensive line play has been a concern. I mean, they have played Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. The way they've protected Jackson Dart has not been good enough at all. It just great backs, and Dart was really good running the ball today, have masked their issues because they've got them. They do. Is Jalen Robinson going to play soon? Still injured? Yeah, it seems like there's some frustration there with uh, with that. E.G. Owens is very concerned about pass protection for Ole Miss. Got to piece something together against Kentucky to win and get two more wins against lesser SEC teams. I, I suspect they will be a little less predictable moving forward. That might be part of it. Why are they not using Braylon Brown or J.J. Henry more? Have I heard anything? They're just not They're not there yet. Um, uh, Henry's gotten some run in the first few weeks, but, but Brown's just not ready yet to, to be an impact guy. Who had Middle Tennessee beating Miami? Not me. Hell, I, I would not have been able to tell you that Miami was playing Middle Tennessee today until people started sharing the screenshots of the score when Middle Tennessee took an early lead. That's uh, that's rough for for Mario Cristobal. I mean, that's just inexcusable. Not not to just get beat, but to get blown out in your place like that. Horrible. Joseph says Bama struggled with Texas twenty to nineteen, a bad two and two Texas team. Yeah, <laughs> I think Alabama's got some flaws. Maybe they maybe they fixed them tonight. We'll see next week because Arkansas is solid regardless of what happened today. Heath had a solid game at wide receiver. Yeah, he had that one drop though, a bad drop in there, which was a perfectly thrown ball. It was purposefully behind him because the linebacker was coming. Deuce on the call nailed it. It was a great throw. He just dropped it. Um, 
Apparently, Kiffin ripped the fans in attendance again in the postgame. I heard it. You guys know my thoughts on it uh, by now. I think a guy making $7.5 million should not uh, be critical of people unwilling to spend $1,000 to watch you sleepwalk through Troy. Or, excuse me, through Tulsa this time. Um, that rubs me the wrong way. I- I've talked about it enough, I guess. Um, I understand what he's doing and, and what he's saying, but... It's a little tone deaf when you live in the poorest state in the country uh, with the smallest population in the SEC and you expect everybody to just be able to drop $500 to bring their family afford to watch your team play like absolute garbage in the second half. I don't know. I just I find that incredibly tone deaf because not everybody makes seven and a half million dollars a year to coach football. It's it's not that easy for for people you know, my hands up, I'm included. I obviously, you know, I work, I don't go to games like in the fan capacity. Um, I, I find it a little bit tone deaf considering what's going on. I understand it though. You want big crowds and atmospheres and all that. You're going to get one this weekend. Sorry. People aren't going to drop five bills on Tulsa. It's just not in the cards right now. The center thing is fixable to a point. It's repetition. Yeah, but they need to get it done quick. The ball needs to get back to them faster. Like, even the good snaps in the second half were taking too long to get there. you got to get the ball fast. got to get back there fast. Because Dart so many times was just kind of waiting for the ball to get there, and timing was off on plays, and and that offense is so predicated on timing with with motions and routes and everything. It's just it throws everything off. Chase says, I think the November football math will make your head hurt. LSU beat State, but State beat A&M. But A&M beat Arkansas. Arkansas beat Ole Miss, but Ole Miss beat Kentucky. But Kentucky beat Florida, but Florida beat LSU. (laughs) That's going to be the West. That's that's the thing. That's going to be the West as a whole. Um, To be fair, wasn't Ole Miss kind of bad in pass pro early last year? Yeah. Yeah, they were. It's not a definitive. I think, again, I think when they get a little bit more creative, it won't allow I – mean, Tulsa, especially in the third quarter, they were able to play so downhill because they kind of knew exactly what was coming. That's not how they operate when they play games that are not Tulsa. So maybe the creativity will keep defenses off balance. Courses. Kiffin finally called Altmaier the backup quarterback in the postgame. Guess we can finally leave that junk behind officially. Yeah, I think they've had the, I don't know for sure, my assumption is just kind of, you know, trying to apply logic to the situation is um, he played in three games. They want to preserve a red shirt if they can. Uh, Knowing how Luke Altmaier is, I assume that he expressed to the coaches if they need him to play, he absolutely will. Like, he'll still practice and be engaged and all that, but they want to try to preserve his redshirt. That would be my guess, which is why they didn't play him today and, and why they won't unless they need to uh, to preserve a redshirt so he can transfer and go somewhere where he'll play. I have a feeling that's what has happened here. Yeah, the Judkins fumble. If he doesn't fumble there, they probably put the game away. He fumbled, so. Chase says, and Auburn's going to beat someone. I agree. I don't know who, how, or why, but they will. Jordan Harris second to nowhere in the fact that things get weird in there. 
Is there a luckier football team on the planet? Is there a luckier football team on the planet than Auburn? I mean, think about how they won that game today. A great kicker, an objectively great kicker, misses what is an extra point for him. And then as they're running into the end zone, he just drops the football at the one. Just drops the football at the one. Auburn wins. Who else does that happen to so often like it does Auburn? They've got some kind of New Orleans voodoo going on in there right now. They had some medicine woman come bless the place. Crazy. It is the best game at 11. Exactly. It's the third best game of the day. It is. Why is that, Chase? Why is Kansas State always a headache for Oklahoma? I don't understand that either. I don't know why, but Wake Forest Stadium makes their atmosphere look more comfortable in temperature. That's a great place to watch a football game. It's small, but you you say temperature. I, I think I think I know what you're saying, but either way, that that is a very enjoyable place to watch a football game. The campus is nice. Winston Salem's a cool town. It's small. It's small in scale, but everything's just really nice and clean there. I, I really enjoyed. I watched. I've been to one Wake Forest game, and really enjoyed my time. It 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 does not feel big, with all due respect to them. It just doesn't feel big, but it, it is nice. I really enjoyed going there. No Otis Reese in the first half is going to suck. Yeah, that's bad. I, the targeting rule is so stupid. <sighs> I've ranted on that before, though. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Ramsey, Dart can't afford to take shots like that. He's got to slide and get out of bounds, but anyway. When Kiffin leaves, if you're an Ole Miss fan, who would you want as head coach, DJ Durkin or Jeff Levy? Ooh. DJ Durkin. You know he's done it before. Um, But my answer would be neither. Truthfully. I wouldn't have either one of them on my list. Especially knowing how Jeff Levy was handling. Never mind. Never mind. Um, I wouldn't want Jeff Levy to be coaching my football team. Let's just say that. I'll just say that. If Auburn was going to fire Harson after losing to Mizzou, they probably should anyway. It's not like Auburn didn't do anything. Yeah. The, the fact that you've got Bruce Feldman reporting on Big Noon kickoff that if Brian Harson loses this game today, he's going to get fired, then what the hell? What are you waiting for? What's, what's the point of doing any of this? What a joke Auburn is. I, I, I know it's a good job, I, I guess. I mean, it's in the SEC West. They've got money. I, I understand it. But what a joke that is. Four games into year two, and and you've got Bruce Feldman on Fox saying that if he loses this game, he's going to get fired. A few months after you you did everything you did to the, I mean, what a joke that place is. That they don't deserve success with the way they've handled it. These like I know Harson's a millionaire, and I don't feel bad for millionaires. He's the first one I might feel bad for. Um, but. These are people's lives. It's not just football. like, And it's not just Brian Harson and, and his wife and their 
kids that have to deal with what he dealt with. It's every staff member that he's got. And it's not just 10 staff members. It's analysts, it's assistants, it's GAs, it's all these people that are dependent on Auburn to pay their bills, and specifically Brian Harson to pay their bills. And when you do this BS charade, think about when these guys, because these staff members, I'll just like an offensive analyst, a 25-year-old, he just got married, his wife is pregnant, right? That exists, a promise. And he comes home tonight after the game and, and his wife was watching the pregame shows and she sees that, you know, the next game my husband's team loses, he's out of a job. And then we're going to have to pick up from this house we just bought and we got our kindergarten picked out for when little Timmy is born. Or not kindergarten, our daycare picked out. We've been on the waiting list and we paid the deposit and we've got all this stuff. we got our life figured out. But if you don't win this football game, it's all destroyed. And the low-level staffers don't have millions of dollars in buyouts to lay back on. They're usually one-year contract people on low salaries, too. So this whole thing, when everybody just you know jokes about, oh, got to get Harson out of there, I understand it. It's the nature of my business. I have to talk about it. I get it. But the way Auburn's handling this is a joke. And it affects so many people. But because Yellowwood guy didn't get his way last time, he was going to make it hell on this guy. It's it's a joke. Auburn, the, the way they've handled all this is an absolute joke. It's an embarrassment. If I were an Auburn fan, I'd be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. And I wouldn't touch that job. Would not touch it if I were a coach. They don't deserve success. They don't. Can't believe it's been handled the way it has. Brian Yeti says, I think it's because of the video giving people an extra year and lowered the draft, which in doing that causes talent that would be a back on the SEC team now starting in the MAC. Oh, of the oh, of the vid giving people an extra year and lowered the draft. Well, transfer portal too is helping balance things out a lot. Teams aren't able to to stockpile talent as as much because if a player realizes he's not going to play, he goes elsewhere, balances things out a little bit. Dragon Feet Adventures says Rebels win three more games, Vandy, Louisiana, Monroe, um, who they don't play this year, and State slash Auburn slash Arkansas. That would be interesting if they beat Louisiana, Monroe this year. Because... That illegal blindside block call on Mingo felt like a, quote, we missed it last time, not going to miss it if there's anything close to it kind of thing. That was a stupid call, too. That was dumb, and that would have put the game away, at least it feels like. That was a very bad call. <laughs> at least Malik Heath didn't karate kick a Tulsa player in the head today. Yeah, silver linings. Tulsa for him went better this time than last time. Can Ole Miss use exotic pass pro schemes on the offensive line? They're they're going to do things. I and you know this already. I'm not telling you thing you don't already telling you anything you don't already know. They will do things this weekend against Kentucky that Kentucky has not seen before. Like guaranteed, 150. percent Ole Miss will have things 
that they show Kentucky that Kentucky has not seen before. Guaranteed. And that might be part of it. Yeah, and the, the fans will be there next week. Things have just changed a little bit. It, this, it's not 2014 anymore. I mean, the, the Fed is raising interest rates again. Uh, you know, people just were taking hit after hit after hit. It, it's hard. And then and the games are getting more expensive. So, so we're taking hits at home, right? All of us are. Every single person watching this, all of you are paying more for everything than you did three years ago. Literally everything. My my electric bill this month is absurd. It's it, it's actually absurd. That kind of stuff. More than it's ever been before. All of his stuff, more expensive than it was two years ago. We, we just keep taking hits, and it's harder and more expensive to go to these games, and, and then the, the $7.5 million coach is mad at people for not going. It's just read the news, man. Just, just, just grab a, a USA Today at the gas station tomorrow morning and just read a little bit and tell me that a stadium in Mississippi for a Tulsa game didn't have 60,000 people in it. Tell me why that should be the case. But I, I should stop. I, I, I should stop. But Yeah, Corey, you're right. The... There were so many would-be sacks that the elusiveness of that <laughs> Tulsa's backup quarterback, he, he, I don't think they expected much or, or that much uh, athleticism from him. Can they scoot Dart and the running backs up half a yard or a yard? <laughs> it does seem like they start plays really deep. It does. And, yeah, that, that that's a good point. That's a rookie thing that he needs to do. Uh, he needs to step up in the pocket a little bit more. When he's feeling pressure from the edges, sometimes um, instead of stepping up in the pocket, he he feels like he's just got to get the ball out or he'll take off running, but there is a pocket to step up in, and sometimes he does not do that. That is something that he can work on. That That's, that's a, a young quarterback thing that, that can be fixed. You know, that's not like arm strength or accuracy. That's, hey, when you feel like... Trigg gave up a sack today, and, and he got his you-know-what whooped. But Dart could have stepped up a little bit to avoid that if he wanted to. Kansas State's going to get a first down on third and 16. Go score. Go score. <laughs> he didn't score, but he's down inside the 10. Oh, my gosh. Nobody's good. Nobody. Baylor would be a good landing spot for Altmaier. Corey says, appreciate your opinion on the attendance Kiffin thing. It's not just a drop in the hat to load my family of four up and trek to Oxford for a game. I hope next week we'll... Uh, is that a word? S-A-T-I-A-T-E? Am I an idiot? But yeah, it, it will because uh, it'll be great. I, it, at the end of last week, there was like 600 tickets left. I think it's even lower than that now. They're going to sell the game out. And they're, they're going to sell the game out. The crowd's going to be great. And then maybe we can stop talking about fans. Hope this Nola Voodoo guide the Saints to a win against the Panthers tomorrow. Last week was hard to watch. It was. Just can't turn the football over like that. Hopefully it's a get-right get week, especially before the London trip. Yeah, Stephen F. Austin scored 98 points tonight. What a waste of time for everybody a game like that is. 98 to nothing, what a waste of time. 
I agree that Auburn's going to have a hard time finding a coach when they fire Harson. You know, for for some reason, I feel like the Hugh Freeze candidacy for the first time in coaching searches, other than Liberty, will have some legitimacy. Because remember, when they were trying to when they hired Harson, they got said no to a lot. They got said no to a lot, and it was spun, but they got said no to a lot. Now. Take that, and then one in three games in queue with Brian Harson, and tell me that guys are just going to line up to want to take that job. They're not. So that tells me that the candidacy is going to be a little bit more legitimate this time because they might be desperate, and they might have to be willing to just hope he stops sending messages to people that are actively suing his employer. You know, touchdown Kansas State. What a day. Are you kidding me? Adrian Martinez, the Nebraska transfer. How about that? I said so on the show this week about attendance, but you're up against a lot of factors. There's a recession and then also air conditioning. Really freaking hot today up there, apparently. TV, food, beverage, and much more comfortable seat at home. Absolutely. How could Auburn economically pay three staffs, Gus's staff, Harson's staff, and a new staff? Um, Yellowwood. Maybe he'll finally get his way. Maybe Kevin Steele will, will come on down, which will be great for everybody else in the SEC. Did they ever give Harson a chance to do anything this year? No. He had no shot. Absol- he absolutely had no chance whatsoever none to win this year so his defensive coordinator jumped ship because he saw what was going on and then how do you hire an offensive guy with all this going on who's going to pick up and move their family to a job that they know is a one-year thing who's going to do that so no they it was a self-sabotage they're absolutely no shot at winning at all this season none Ole Miss 902 says it was a classic look-ahead game for Ole Miss. It was the same last year with Liberty and uh, also Vanderbilt, too. So, they yeah, they looked like trash against Liberty, beat Texas A&M, looked awful against Vanderbilt, and beat Mississippi State. The students left at half. I don't blame them. Directly in the sun on a really hot day in an ugly game. And it looked like the rest of the stadium, half of them left, too. It's not just the students. I can easily see Tennessee, G01 says, losing, uh, riding high off of beating Florida and lose to LSU. Is that next weekend? It's going to be fun. Joseph says, Ole Miss ran a basic shotgun die for four straight uh, plays uh, as a result, or for four straight games, and as a result, a 4-0 record with vanilla play calling. It will change against Kentucky. I tend to agree. Like I said, Kentucky's going to see things that they have not seen yet. Kentucky's going to see things that they were completely unaware that Ole Miss could run. That's what they do. They've done, that's what they do under Kiffin. It's, it's almost at times like they have a new scheme on a weekly basis. It, it is very catered to opponent when it needs to be. 
Wow, Jason, it cost you almost a thousand bucks to go to Tucson. That's brutal. Is Freeze actively lobbying for the Auburn job? That job and everyone that comes open, yeah. Absolutely. Kentucky might be ranked even higher coming to Oxford with OU losing. Yeah, I mean, they could go down to or, or up to seven. Let's see. So Ole Miss should jump Arkansas. And that's probably it. So Ole Miss, I think, will be 15. Because Tennessee won, NC State won, Penn State won, Oregon won. So, yeah. Yeah, Ole Miss will be 15. Utah's currently winning. So, yeah. They'll uh, they'll be 15. Oh, and no, they'll jump Oklahoma too, right? So they'll be 14. They should be, anyway. Corey, I promise you he'd take it. He, he would take it in a heartbeat. Wouldn't even think about it. Too much hubris there. What's my prediction on Ole Miss's new head coach whenever that day comes? That's a good question. If let's pretend just just for the hell of it that Kiffin left for the Carolina Panthers job after this year, who would be the next head coach at Ole Miss? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, man, I really don't know. Maybe Chadwell. I'd give him a look. Fun, creative offense. You keep that kind of vibe going. Yeah, that was impressive. That little, where where he knew the end was going to jump, so he went around him. That was impressive. You think Ole Miss would call Matt Campbell? Yeah, they'd call Luke Fickle. He'd say no. <laughs> um, not for any reason other than he can stay at Cincinnati and get the biggest job when the biggest job comes open. It's not a shot at Ole Miss. It's just, you know, he'd have like Ohio State, Alabama type offers when that day comes. So would freeze lobby to Ole Miss. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to get his job back. There are people at Ole Miss that want him back because they're out of their minds. Some people. Not not a lot, but some. So out of these three, who do I think gets their season on track the most between AM State and Arkansas? I think Texas AM can talent their way to wins more so than the other two. I think they can. But no, I honestly I think all three of them are like gonna be an eight and four kind of team. Yeah, USC was losing. Um, still are at halftime, seven to three. Ugh. Lincoln Riley struggling in a game that nobody can watch. Oh no, yeah, no, 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 no rumors or anything. It's just more of a. It was just a thought than anything else. No, there's no rumors there. Joseph says Dart has a stronger arm than Gabriel. Absolutely, he does. Better athlete, taller as uh, as well. Gabriel's really experienced, though. Um, 
But yes, in terms of talent ceiling, yeah, they got the better one. Paul says, congrats to Texas A&M. My hogs lost because they didn't do the little things right. That's that's about right. That is about right. That was a tough one, man. I mean, the ball bouncing off of the top of the upright, Paul, is is just – that is payback for fourth and 25 is uh, is what that is. They might call Jeff Levy. I, I have reason to believe he would not be high on the list. Let's put it that way. You don't just go to Corvallis and get a W against the turnover chainsaw. The coolest celebration in college football, the turnover chainsaw. The coolest one. Jason, your guys got smoked today, man. I think. At least they, they were getting smoked there for a while. They were. Yeah, Leopold, you know, that's a shame. That That's a shame that he's going to leave Kansas after this year. Because I expect him to. But what a story he is. Yeah, what a great story he is. And, and Kansas is. That's got to be damn near impossible to win at Kansas. And yet he does. It's crazy. See, I think they've been holding some of that back, EG. I think they've been holding some of that back because that was a great throw. The only thing we've learned for sure today, it's about to get real weird around here. You're not kidding, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, the schedule for next week. So Utah State and BYU play Thursday night. That one could get weird. But Alabama, Arkansas, as you guys know, Michigan's at Iowa. That one can get weird. NC State Clemson can't wait for that. Really, truly cannot wait for that game. That game's going to be awesome. A uh, great environment, too, uh, for that one. Um, wait a minute. Why did those all say Friday? There's no way. You know, the, the ESPN's just all screwed up. They're dumb. Um, yeah, man. And... You know what sucks is A&M State gets buried at 3 o'clock uh, alongside Alabama-Arkansas. That's a shame because that game could get really weird really quick. Paul says so much as bad as Arkansas dropping that foul ball to lose the natty. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever you think you're expecting, expect something different. Absolutely. Yeah, the Iowa hit the over. Imagine that. Two defensive touchdowns. That's why it hit the over. But, yeah, great, great day tomorrow in the NFL. I'm only really going to be watching the Saints game, though. I'm going to try to get some stuff done. You know, get get ahead of my work, get some stuff done around the house. Try to be a productive husband. We'll see. I think game day is going to NC State Clemson, I think, is where they'll be. I think they're going to go to Clemson. You know, with their anemic offense, for some reason, I think that Penn's, or that Iowa's going to beat Michigan. I'm with you. I think they are. 4-0 Kansas. They're fun. I watched a little bit of that today. They should have gotten game day this week. It just would have been much cooler, but... 
anyway. So long story short, we talked about Ole Miss some state. You just you win a game like that, you move on, take it, and just move on. Uh, it's about to get real. It's about to get really real uh, around here, and uh, and I can't wait. Uh, Tuesday, seven forty-five. Tuesday night, right here, seven forty-five on uh, on Tuesday night. How soft was the, that roughing the passer on Dart? Yeah, that was. You can't go low, I guess. Um, didn't like that call either. Second best team in the SEC West right now. Oh hell, I don't know. I don't know. A and M maybe. No, I I don't know. I think A and M, Arkansas, Ole Miss State, LSU, very all very similar football teams. Oh, that's cute. Oklahoma scores with thirty five seconds left. You can't do like the stadium light show thing where everything gets blacked out and all that crap when you're down two scores with thirty seconds left. You can't do that. Maybe, maybe avoid that. But, yeah, seriously, second best team, yes. That's who the second best team is. It's all of them. <laughs> all of them. All right, guys, I got to run. I've got to run. But thank you so much for tuning in. Please like the video if you haven't. Subscribe if you have not already. And I'll see you on Tuesday night, 745 We'll get ready for this big weekend uh, we got coming up. So the, the the boring stuff is over. Now the fun begins. See you guys on Tuesday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.